the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids Show. I'm Branawena. Thank you for tuning to the Hi Kids Show. This is Hi Kids, 4 Kids, 5 Kids. I'm so excited for this next hour of the Kids Show. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Maya Spector. He is the head of Camp Kesha, a retreat for children of, of the Jewish community. Just stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM and we'll find out more. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a Chakit riddle to challenge your brain. And you could win a book called Tabo Goes to Space. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss out on this kid's show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, Maya, or if you just want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. That's 010-140-3020. So get ready for a very interesting and exciting show today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, 4 Kids, by Kids. My name is Brown Awena and I'm 11 years old. Okay, so I'm really, really excited for, for this show. So I can't wait, so we have to jump straight into the questions. Okay, so what is Camp Kesha? So Camp Kesha is a camp for kids. Uh, basically, we uh, we go around Cape Town. We spend uh, two and a half weeks in December touring Cape Town and creating yeah. Kesha, which is a connection with the different kids around uh, from Joburg or from Cape Town or who come from around the country. Wow, that's a, exploring Cape Town. So, like, but there's a drought there, so what do you... So we make arrangements for the drought. Uh, the drought's actually, I think, over at present. But, oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know that yet. Thanks for updating me on that. Um, what year did Cam Kesha start? So I'm not actually sure. I think we date back to the 1950s, oh, somewhere no. around there. That's before I was born. Yeah. Wow, that is incredible. So it was originally called Bikur Cholem Camp, and then we ended up changing the name, the name to Camp Kesha. Why did you change it? So we changed it because uh, so our parent organization is Bikur Cholem, but uh, Camp Kesha actually exemplifies what we strive to achieve as a camp, which is creating connections with children. That's an amazing goal. and like, Yeah. Thank you. So what's your role at Camp Kesha? So my role as vice head of camp is to ensure that the atanui is set up before camp to make sure that uh, we have places to go and then to make sure everything runs on time as well as keeping everyone happy and motivated throughout camp. So what does the head do then? So the head, the head pretty much also keeps everyone motivated and happy and oversees everything that we all do throughout, of, throughout camp. Oh, wow. So it's not like, let's say, the president and then what are those things? I forgot what they called people called but then like the president just is there we were learning about it today um so what kind of training do the co- um, counselors or madrichim have before the camp starts 
So before camp starts, the Madrichim, we all go for training with various different psychologists on how to firstly deal with kids and how to manage kids if maybe they if uh, maybe there are issues on camp then we also all attend a first aid course so we're all first aid certified for any eventuality wow so you said something before about a bicker Cholim organization um can you tell us a little bit about that so bicker Cholim is the society for visiting the sick uh, it's uh, basically that's the name bicker Cholim, which we actually saw in this week's parasha uh, where Hashem mm-hmm. comes to visit Avraham so Bikur Cholim, so part of what they do is they visit the sick. They also have, uh, they also assist people with uh, with getting to hospital if they need to. They assist people. They also, so they, they assist like families also with uh, different therapies and things like that and uh, mul- multiple other things that they, that they offer with regard to helping and caring for the community. So on the camp Kesha, what happens if God forbid a child gets injured or is sick at camp? So depending on what the issue is, we obviously like if everyone everyone's trading first aid, if it can be dealt with the first aid responder it's dealt with, we have two level three first aid responders on site and uh, in so they will also assess and if necessary we will take the kid to the hospital, depending on how serious the situation is. So but then, like, the parents could get worried because they didn't so, get down. So we notify the parents immediately, and we keep the parents updated with sometimes reports every 10 minutes as to how the child is doing. And, like, do the par- have you ever had a situation where the parent comes and flies down to Cape Town or drives them? So if the parents are in Cape Town, usually they'll come visit. There hasn't been a situation that is so severe that requires the parent to come down. Oh, okay. So why did... Um, the people or you or whoever choose the name Camp Kesha? So it was chosen, as I said, because uh, we our goal is to form a Kesha, which is a connection with various different kids. And uh, so Kesha encompasses that connection, which we which we keep. Like all of our Madrichim stay in touch with the kids after camp as much as possible. We have uh, weekly activities. So every Tuesday night we meet with the kids and learn with, learn with the group that want to learn with us. We have pizzas that night. Ooh. And yeah, so we... So our goal is to just maintain that connection throughout the year. So it's not just, you know, you see your maddies on camp once off and that's it. You actually you see them throughout the year. We organize different trips throughout Joburg throughout the year also to keep everyone connected and engaged. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really amazing. And that's also very special about this camp because I'm sure not all the other camps do that. And why did you choose to... Um, why did you choose to... Like be a part of Camp Kesha. So a friend of mine actually WhatsApped me and asked me if I was interested in coming. I didn't really know much about Camp Kesha at the time. And then when I ended up meeting the team of Maddies for the first time and just seeing the caliber of people who were coming as Madrichim, a lot of them I'd been in school with, but it was it was something incredibly powerful just to you know see see that group. And then obviously once I got involved and met the kids and you know started connecting with kids, there's, you can't have a greater connection than with someone else like that. It's just you they become you know instead of having maybe like three or four siblings, you end up having close on sixty siblings. You feel like a a big brother to a lot of, to a lot of the kids, and you're always there for them, and you're willing to help them out. And yeah, so that's that's why it's just that that connection like really kept kept me going. It's like, so like, it's like something incredible. Did you go like straight to um, Vas Head, um, or did you have to slowly get up there? 
So I went on camp in my first my first year was 2016, and then uh, last year I was asked to step in as vice head of camp. Oh wow! So in 2016 you went there like as a camper. No, I went as a Maddie in oh. 2016. How, did I, you ever go there as a camper? No, I never went as a camper, unfortunately. I, like Thinking back, honestly, I would have loved to have gone as a camper just to be able to, you know, to a Cape Town, obviously, at that age and just, you know, have such an awesome time with my friends yeah. and things like that. Really, I, I really wish I went as a camper, actually. Wow, that's amazing. But we must never go back on the past, so, yeah. Um, where is the camp held in Cape Town? Or where, like, so uh, we have a campsite in Musenberg. That's where we end up staying. For you know, we we sleep there. And obviously, we keep Shabbos there. But uh, for the rest of the time, we pretty much moving around Cape Town. We do different trips, and every single day there are about two trips. Wow, that's amazing! And then, what do you do for the rest of the day? So for the rest of the day, but then it's usually night time when we oh. get back. So then, then it's pretty much we have a we have more of like a chilled chilled evening where we do tochniot and we have we have just have a lot of fun and a wow. lot of well, that's where we form most of the connections at night. You know when we put everyone to bed and then yeah, obviously during the trips we also form those connections. But uh, also at night when you're not busy rushing around, it's a great time to connect with kids. What happens if like a child's not like sick but they homesick so if a child's homesick we usually talk to them we usually find the cause it's quite interesting even like when children do get homesick we find within a day or two they're usually no longer homesick they're enjoying camp they're loving camp but it is sometimes an adjustment obviously you know you're no longer at home you're now uh, you know you're now sleeping away from home for two and a half weeks but the majority of the kids in fact i don't think any of them have been homesick the entire time usually wow. one or two days you know, they're happy, they're chatting, they're bouncing around, and yeah, <laughs> some of them are very sad to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, what age, um, what age, like, what kind of children of the ages can come to? Can so, we take ages 8 to 17. Wow. So, we take, from, we take from a very young age to, like, 17, but it is, it's very good. It's also, like, the campus form quite strong connections also, so which is great. How do you like manage to make like all the outings suitable for like eight and seventeen? So I mean, most of the most of the outings uh, this year we actually well sorry let me start that again. Last year we started splitting a few of the outings. So if we like an outing and it's more appropriate for older kids or ones more appropriate for younger kids, we'll put both those outings at the same time on the same day and split the group for a little bit. And we do that quite often throughout camp. But a lot of the outings are, you know, Table Mountain. Everybody loves Table Mountain. <laughs> Doesn't matter, you know, how old you are. So that's that's a great, that's, you know, one of the great outings we have. Obviously, mm, we okay. don't ever release the itinerary just to keep everyone in suspense. It works quite well on camp. Everybody's, like, really <laughs> excited every day. Wow. What form of transport do you use to get the children to the camp or to Cape Town? So we fly down to Cape Town and then we catch buses from the airport to the campsite. So, like, do you book the caps campsite? So we own the campsite down oh, in wow. Cape Town. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. What um, transport do you use for outings? So we have a bus that's allocated to us for the whole time we're down there. So oh. it's one or so it's probably going to be two buses this year. How many children are going to come? Like, so, how many children do you usually get? So we usually get uh, 60 or so. We're looking this year at about uh, 60 to 70. Oh, wow. That's amazing. What 
Um, how often do you have outings at the camp? Like, let's say, like, what happens if, like, a child, like, sorry, let me restart that. Uh, what happens if a child, like, wants to stay for, like, two, like, they don't want to stay for two weeks. They want to, like, only stay for one week or half a week. So, um, it doesn't usually happen that a child doesn't want to stay for two and a half weeks. And obviously, it will be discussed. We prefer everybody to stay for the full time that we're, that we're there. So, what do you, like, if a child can't, um, like, can't go to Cape Town or to this, what other camps would you suggest for them? So can you repeat the question? What, like, what camps should, like, if a child doesn't want to fly to Cape Town or doesn't want to go away from home and, like, still wants to be in Joburg or stuff, whatever, Joburg, yeah, Joburg, um, like, what camps could you suggest for them? Um, actually, not sure. Uh, I think there are camps that run in Joburg around December yeah, probably. time. Yeah, I haven't ever been to camp really, so yeah. don't really you know. come to us, don't worry. <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe I'll consider it. Awesome. Are there outings just for the children or for muddies as well? So, yeah, both the children and the muddies go on the outings. don't think it's fair to just send the children and uh, mm. not take the muddies too. So, yeah, and the muddies obviously are there. They're always looking after them. It's also it's like it creates incredible bonding moments when, you know, you're actually experiencing it together, which is quite amazing. So do you also go away? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot of children and people. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, can you describe some of the activities that you have at the camp, except for like Table Mount? So we have various different outings. So we don't usually release uh, what's on the itinerary uh, just because like, we like keeping everyone in suspense. So not knowing what's on the itinerary is so every day we announce what's happening for the day and everyone gets re-excited about what's happening. I can tell you that every single outing is really exciting. So I'll give you some idea of some of the outings we've had in the past. Um, so last year we had Ratanga Junction. What's so, that? So Ratanga Junction is like the Gold Reef City or was oh, like wow. the Gold Reef City down in Cape Town. Unfortunately, they closed down. So I've been hunting for a replacement. But it's outings like that where it's just fun. You're going with your with your friends and your maddies and you're just having a really great time. It's like fun, fun and more fun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, so... Let's say, ugh, I don't know how to put this in words, like, what happens if, ugh, uh, I hate it when this happens. Okay, so ugh, I'll try and think of it after. So let's just go for a song break. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brown Awena and I'm 11 years old. So let's carry on with the questions, Maya. Okay, cool. Excited. Okay, so can you describe what happens on a Shabbat at the camp? So we start off um, Friday night, all the girls light candles, the guys get together, we have a bit of a singing session, and we go into Shabbos, we set up a, we set up a shul in the hall, and we have an incredible Kabbalah Shabbat with lots of singing, lots of dancing, and uh, straight after Kabbalah Shabbat we set up for supper, and then supper is absolutely incredible on camp because uh, we have a lot less kids than some of the other camps. Like it's really made gourmet chef style. It's absolutely amazing. Then so Shabbos morning we go to shul. 
we go to the Musenberg Shul, which is about which is around the corner from us, and uh, it's quite an awesome walk to Shul. It's also a great time for everyone to bond and get together. It's amazing. Then we have Kiddush at Shul. We play games at the Shul. Then we end up coming back to the campsite. Straight after that, we uh, we come back. We have lunch, and then we uh, then basically the younger kids will stay on site and have a great set of Tochniot planned for them. And with the older group, we end up going to a park around the corner and having and playing games in the park, which is very oh, wow. fun. That sounds yeah. very fun. So, but if what happens if a girl's like scared to light candles or needs help, like if she's used to helping her mother, her mother helping her light the candles? So the Madrichot will definitely help them and be there to help them for that. And like what happens if a child's allergic to one of those foods? What would you do? So the chef is given a list before of all the allergens and the, and we cater for everyone on campus. Oh, wow, that's even, amazing. Yeah, even people who are vegetarians, we make sure they also have awesome food. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. It's really fun. Can people donate towards a child going to the camp? Yeah, so you can uh, can find out where to donate if you go on to www.bikocholim.co.za and uh, you can donate to children going on camp. That sounds great. What does a child do if they would like to um, come but they don't have the money? So we don't turn anyone away for camp. If a child can't afford a cent, we allow them to come on camp. We have no problems regarding oh money that anyone can come for free. Oh, my gosh. But obviously, if you can pay, you should. So we we don't judge based on that. And that's... It's up to the parents of the child to decide whether they can afford to or not. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. That's amazing. How long have you been involved with Camp Kesha? So I've been involved for the last two years. I've been involved with it. So it's not just camp. It's lots of outings. It's taking the kids out for coffees and things like that. So for the last two years, pretty much, it's been full-time helping out with, helping out the kids, connecting with them and growing with them. But you said that you were in 2016, you were... Yeah, so that 2016, and, uh, the year 2017. And oh, yeah, this, now this year. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and what's the most challenging part about the job? So there really isn't a challenging part. Like, I honestly love every minute that I'm working with the kids. It's absolutely incredible. I love every minute of camp. Uh, I love, like, every minute we have these Tuesday night learning sessions. I love every minute I spend with them because it's, a, it's such a powerful thing to be able to connect with them. It must be. Wow. That must be very empower- powerful. What part of your job do you enjoy most? So it's definitely working with the, working with the kids and, you know, growing with them and just, you know, meeting with them, having, like, a DMC, deep, meaningful conversations with the kids and just getting to know them a lot more. You know, everybody has a story, and it's such an amazing thing to learn everybody's story, especially at such a, at such a young age, being able to learn so many stories is something incredible. Wow. What do you think is special or unique about Camp Kesha that is different from all other camps? So what's special and unique is definitely the connections that are forged on camp. It's the ability, it's the, well, it's the connections that we end up forming together. That's definitely the, the underlying difference where our entire goal is just to connect to the kids and to grow with the kids. That oh. is, I think, the, the underlying difference. Apart from the fact all other camps end up pretty much staying on site and we go around Cape Town for two and a half weeks, which is really awesome. Wow, that is very unique and special. Can people volunteer or help at the camp 
if they can, how would they do this? So people can volunteer. We've already selected our Muddy team for this year. We did Muddy selections already two months ago. So at present, they're definitely more than welcome to contact me. My cell phone number is 066-245-3785, and we can definitely discuss how they would be able to help out with our various different programs around Joburg and with the kids. So, like, selecting muddies, is that like an audition or like type of an audition? So, yeah, it is like kind of an audition. We have, like, a panel of judges, and they <laughs> come in, they dance for us, they sing for us. No, they, they come in, we obviously learn a lot about them, and then we make a decision as to uh, whether we're going to accept them or not. It's also, the decision's based on how well the team will work together and, uh, and obviously how the person is as a person to be able to come on camp. Do you like some of the children or some of the muddies know each other? Like? So in general, majority of the muddies and the children know each other before going on camp. A lot of the muddies are returning muddies. And also our Tuesday night learning session, a lot of the maddie, a lot of the new muddies come from there. So because of that, the children and the muddies are actually relatively close before they go on camp. That's very good. Yeah, it's That's awesome. amazing. Do you have any role models that have influ- influenced your life? So, uh, yeah, I've got uh, got quite a few. Um, I think, like, a massive role model for me would uh, probably be, like, my rabbis throughout school. They were just absolutely incredible. Uh, one is uh, actually Rabbi Frum, who's now the principal of Hirschlein's oh, primary wow. school. He's an absolutely amazing guy, and he actually, so he was once head of Camp Cashier a long time wow. ago, and so he, but he, like, influenced me a lot during my school career, and uh, really, like, I enjoy my learning a lot today because of the influence he had on me. That sounds like a great role model. He is. He's really awesome. How do people contact Kim Kesha? So you can contact Kim Kesha by um, emailing Haley at Bikurcholim with two Ks, dot co dot za, or you can go onto the website www.bikurcholim.co.za, or you can contact us through the Bikurcholim Facebook page where we always respond, we're always like looking for it and we love like chatting to people over Facebook too. That's great. So thank you so much for coming on Chakit today and teaching us more about Cam Kesha. It sounds like an awesome place to go. So kids, try and go there. It's amazing. Thank you to my guest, Maya, for coming on Chai Kids today. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Fro for pushing all the red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Chai Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. Shabbat shalom and goodbye, kids!